Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Life Church. Woo! Oh, y'all are so sweet. We have missed you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can sit down. You can sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's just glad that we're back because... Very much so. He's like taking a vacation himself. He wants six months. He will, he will be gone for the next month. <laughs> yeah, I asked him, I said, hey, are you, this, this time that you've had, do you, do you want to be the pastor? you want to be senior? He goes, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. So, wow. Well, it is great to be back. I'm uh, the, uh, my name is Aaron Cole. This is my wife, Tammy. <laughs> in case you yeah, didn't case, know who we were. And some of this you your are first your Sunday. first Welcome. Sunday. And you're like, what's going on? Do they who do this every people? week? And the answer is yes. Yes, we do this every week. So, um, but no, it's, uh, it's, it is so good to be here. Um, and, so good uh, to be home. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never been so happy to be uh, we, we left, went out of the country for a while. So glad to be back, just back in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Right? Uh, I couldn't get any real football where we no. were. And uh, I found one channel, but everything was in German. And so I watched it, and then I tried to scam the system with an NFL network app that Jesus didn't work. So I'm still trying to get my refund on that one. But anyhow, so, but uh, no, it's great, great, great to be here. And we just want to say, first of all, thank you to yes. you as a church for the opportunity uh, to be able to, to go and to do a sabbatical. I, I know that uh, that's something that doesn't happen in a lot of no. professions. My dad was really concerned that I was going to be getting fired by the board. Ryan was going to become the pastor, and I was going to be moving home, <laughs> like back to Arkansas. And I assured him that, Dad, at 51, I'm a little bit beyond that. But um, so uh, anyhow. That ship has sailed. Yeah. There were a couple of times I, I did ask Tammy, I said, do you think they're, they're trying to get rid of us here? And she goes, I, I don't think so. So anhow. But uh, no, we're, we'll we're, we're really, thank you. Um, thank yes. you to you. Yeah, thank you for not letting us go. Yes, and thank also, you for wanting us back. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to take a break. I, we're going to unpack a couple of things today, but I just want to say thank you to you. I want to say thank you to the elder board. Yes. We have an elder board here that are uh, uh, individuals, men from the church, all campuses, and uh, that basically uh, they're the individuals that I submit myself to as, as the pastor of the church. And they oversee a lot of the, uh, at, at a high level, what we like to say is that we're staff-led, but we're board accountable. And so that board is, is uh, they were the ones that actually came to Tammy and I and just said, hey, we really appreciate all that you've done and appreciate, you know, everything, but, but why don't you take a break? Why don't you do this? And that is so kind, so thoughtful. Matter of fact, I've so had generous. Yes, incredibly generous, incre incre incredibly kind. And then to the staff, um, and I just want to say this. I know you know these are great men and women that work here at all the campuses. But to be able to be gone, kind of away for 90 days and not have one phone call, one email, one crisis, uh, leadership, everything rises and falls on leadership. And so the men and women that serve you, that serve this church uh, are pretty amazing. And, uh, and again, I want to say thank you to Ryan Coggins, executive pastor, for leading well. Uh, and that, Amanda. Yeah, yeah. And Amanda. Let's be real, ladies, yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> this is going to be happening the whole time, I'm just telling you. <laughs> My moment has come. You were, you were worried about me. <laughs> so, anyhow, but, uh, but thank you 
to Ryan and to and to all the all the staff and to Pastor. Yes. Yeah, Amen. Yes. Big hand. Big hand. So couple of fun facts, a couple of things that happened. So basically, we took 90 days. We were given 90 days after 20 years. We've been here 21 years as we'll yes. finish 21 years. years. The end of, September. Yeah. And this will be our 22nd Christmas Eve here, right? So, um, yeah. So we're young, right? So one of the things that on this we're deal was kind 32. of fun was uh, I, we went to church. We're babies. Yes, all different places. And we, uh, we got some advice to go out, get on a different time zone. Uh, so that you're not really connecting with anybody. I didn't preach for 90 days. I didn't speak anywhere. I didn't do any meetings. I didn't do any Zoom. I was barely on social media. I really got on social media when the Milwaukee campus went to two services, praying, texting. I texted Pastor Robert uh, and that kind of a deal. I had to sneak that away from Tammy because I said, I just want to call. And she goes, nope, that's not your business. They've got it handled. I, go, I know they have it handled, but I'm just, you know, you need to stay out of it. Thank you. So anyhow, but I texted Robert anyhow. And so, um, but uh, just so excited to see what's happening at the Milwaukee campus and that kind of a deal. But, but, but pretty much just to be uh, kind of out and gone. And, but we went to different churches. Uh, great churches. All, all over, right? Big, yeah. small, whatever, that kind of a deal. So uh, one of the things I would say, and I'm going to try to practice this today, is <laughs> I just wish all these pastors would preach shorter. Is anybody else? <laughs> I know, if you don't know me. How hypocritical that statement is. But like, like I was one like, of the first Sundays he goes, is this guy ever going to stop? Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, buddy, watch what comes out of that mouth right there. Mm -hmm. Also, 90 days is a long time. When, when, when the board first said, hey, 90 days, I was like, hey, I'll take six months. Like, this is awesome. And then you start thinking, 90 days. Like, I'm not at home. I'm not in my bed. I don't have my TV. Am, am I, are you working with me? Do you know how many like streaming services that, because we're everything smart TV in my world now. I just discovered smart televisions about, I don't know, what was it, a year ago? And um, so I'm really behind the time. But you can't do out of country. Like it doesn't work. Nothing works, whatever. So it was like, this is a long, and then we are together, breakfast, lunch, For 90 days. <laughs> I calculated we had 140 meals alone. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Many days for See how weeks she is? on end. Think about that, people, when you have nothing to talk about. So you, you know one thing. Because there's no work. There's no kids. No. There's no drama. No. Nobody's calling from the office. We no. can't know anything. You won't let me call and find out anything. Nope. So, yeah. So one thing so you know is that. we are so glad to be back. Yeah. And you know that we're going to stay together because if you can survive, I mean, just 90 saying, like, days together. Because typically, I mean, you're, you're, you know, she's got appointments. I got appointments. She's going here. I'm yep. going there. We're, uh, no. Where are we having breakfast, right? Lunch. Lunch. And dinner. Dinner. Yes. Extrovert, introvert. One afternoon, I decided we were in a different country. And I just said, I'm just going to go watch a movie. And she goes, do they have it in English? And I said, I don't know. I'm just going to go watch, you know? Yes. Like, I think you need this time. And so, anyhow. Um, it's a great afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old, too. Uh, I, I went to the gym, like, the first week oh. of this, and I saw a rowing machine. And I said to myself, self, I'm going to try that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't know what a sciatic nerve was. <laughs> I don't have back problems. I don't have issues. I am he does you, now. Oh, my goodness. 
Like, I'm going to see a chiropractor and a primary care physician and get both of them in the room and work on this back. I, I, and so, anyhow, yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy, wasn't that it? That was yeah. stupid. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. And then, speaking of getting old, we also found out that we're going to be grandparents. That bomb was dropped on us in July. Yeah, wow. And then we left and what? Wow. Yeah, yeah. We are way too young for that. Yes. But we're excited. Yes. It's going to be a little girl. Twins? No. Just teasing. (laughs) No. Anna's back there literally having a heart attack right now. They say it's a girl. I'm still thinking, but it is. It's a little girl. So let it go. All right, I'll let it go. So found that out. uh, interesting along the journey was we, we also, I, I travel quite a bit, we both do, but we, uh, we decided that uh, where we were, we were going to do some trains because it's, it's just easier. In and, Europe. Yeah, I mean, so, who doesn't want to do a train, so we're right? we doing some trains and that kind of a deal. It's cheaper, it's easier, it's whatever. Remember until, the back issue. Until we show, yeah. Oh, my goodness. No elevators. Where and is, suitcases. Yes, Because yeah. we're gone for like yeah. 50 days yeah, at this that. point. And, and then I'll, but the big thing is, is we thought we had it on an app where everything was all covered only to find out that, no, you don't have a ticket. And then they laughed at us to go, you think you're actually going to get to that destination this week because it's so full. So that was quite interesting. That's when we did it though. Yeah, we did. Cause we got the power, right? We, we have Jesus. Yeah, that's right. So there was some speaking in tongues and praying yeah, over so that. Here right we there. go. Uh, and then I'd like to just personally say I'm Miss Dairy Queen. Like gelato so you is ate great. your weight in gelato. Yeah, let's but be Dairy real. Queen, let's just be honest. I've been at Dairy Queen like every day since yes, we've been back. Been. And some wonderful, wonderful couple in the church sent yeah. me a card and it had a Dairy Queen gift card in it. I almost cried. I've already used it. <laughs> he did. He's like, oh, oh my goodness. What? I got to go. I got to yeah, use I it. I said, I'll be back. So, anyhow. And they got a new kid that's doing the, the ones over here on Appleton Avenue in Menominee Falls. The smalls, they're not as good. I was there last night. I'm going to have to have a talk with the manager, but we'll work all that out. So anyhow. Um, and then we saw a couple famous people. Michael J. Fox. That we was did. interesting. We were there. Yeah, he walked right by. Yeah, him. right there. Or wheelchair. Yeah. Uh, Poor guy. And, uh, and then the funniest deal was this, and then I'll get to some serious stuff for a moment, is um, we were leaving a store, and I see Steve Carell from The Office. And he's walking towards me, and it's his wife and his daughter, and I'm assuming that, but, but, but that's, it, was. it was. Tammy looked it all up online. And so I'm like, that's Steve Carell. And she's like, no, no. I said, Tammy, woman, listen to me. That is Steve Carell. Like, Look at him. Leave him alone. Leave him and alone. Leave him alone. And I said, do I say hello? Leave him alone. We're on a street. Like we're, so here's the thing. Like when you're out of it in a different country, anybody with an American accent, you're just talking to them. Like she says, I'm talking oh, to everybody at breakfast. I'm talking to everybody word. at the coffee shop. You know, all this kind of stuff. And so anyhow, I'm just No like, strangers. Yeah. There were no strangers on this trip. Spirit of my dad came upon me. And so anyhow, so I see him and I'm just like, I got to say hello. And she goes, no, no, no. He's with his family. Leave him alone. So, okay. So we're crossing each other on right the sidewalk. Yep. And I look at, look at him. And the look on my face must have been like this kid going, oh my God, no. And he looked at me with eyes that could kill. Like, do not talk to me. I'm with my family. I get it. I'm with my family. I I see you, but I don't see you. Do you understand? I just kept walking. I was like, Steve Carell. So anyhow. Michael Scott. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So anyhow. Are we going to get serious now? Yeah. Do you have anything else fun you want to talk about? No. So, okay. We can kill each other. No, no. We're we're still here. Amen. So sabbatical. Um, 
when you do that, uh, again, it's kind of a break. It's an intentional disruption from your normal weight and responsibilities. Uh, and basically, for me, for and us, for our ministerial leadership responsibilities, there's a weight and a burden uh, that you carry that's hard to express. And uh, because there is, there is spiritual facets to it, there's emotional facets to it, there's physical facets to it, there's all of those things. And, uh, and so I could tell you that when the board offered us and, and so graciously said, hey, we, we'd like to bless you guys in this way, my, um, I would bet the best way to describe it for me was my soul was tired. I'm good. Like, I'm not quitting. I'm not, that's not my makeup. That's not who I am. That's not, I kind of thrive on adversity. But it was like, man, to have an opportunity just to not have to prepare a message or a sermon, not have to be on, uh, not have to go to a meeting or lead something or navigate something or whatever, and to kind of be able to take the weight and the burden of what that is, although I prayed for you every day, uh, literally, um, and prayed for the church and for the weekend, for the campuses and all of that. It was just to be able to take that was like, it gave me a, it was like a halftime in a, in a football game. It's the easy way I know to describe it. It was like, it was a time for me to catch my breath, for me to be able to think, to process, to talk. We talked a ton just about life. A lot. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she loved every single minute of it. You know how many times I looked at her and said, you know how many wives would love for their husbands to talk to them as much as I talk to you? You said, are so blessed. I said, they'd be done now. Yeah. We're supposed to be serious on this. Okay. You brought it up. Well, no, you, you interrupted me. So anyhow, <laughs> see, this Welcome is Welcome to our 90 days. And, and I think the deal is we all, you may not take a 90 day break from what you do, um, but you, you need breaks. What you're doing today is Sabbath, where you kind of, you cease from your regular routine in your, in your work and you spend time with family and you refresh and you recreate. That's what recreation means. You recreate yourself and you do that. Um, and all of that, and, or, or it may be a weekend that you take off occasionally, or maybe it's, you know, it's a vacation that you're taking a few times a year. It's whatever. And, and so, uh, again, and for me, going into this, what I knew was is that I needed to focus on not doing but abiding, not doing ministry, not doing this Christian walk, not doing anything, but abiding. And abiding sounds like a very passive word, like, oh, you're just going to kind of rest in the Lord. But it's very active, especially when you're a type A personality, like I am, that's just very much, I'm about doing. And I like to check boxes, and I like to fill out, fill in all the blanks, and I like to do all of that stuff. And she's laughing. And, and, and so, John chapter 15, it's going to be on the screen, verse 4 and 5. Jesus says this, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch, I cannot bear fruit, uh, as, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he that, it, that bears much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. That was the goal. So, my, this little moleskin journal that I have, I started, this is, I'm at the end of it, and I, on, the, on this 90-day journey, just kind of taking notes from uh, sermons and messages that we would, churches we'd go to uh, weekly, just daily, you know, my, my Devo time and all of that. And, and one of the things is, is I read a book this past year that was recommended to me. It's by a New York Times uh, columnist. He, he's a Christian, but I don't know, uh, kind of loosely so. Uh, Brooks is his name. It's called, it's called The Second Mountain. And it basically talks about how that in life there are basically two mountains that we, that we, that we typically tend to find. The first mountain is about productivity. It's about accomplishment. It's you, you graduate college, you graduate high school, you start your career, whatever. You're, you're kind of hit the ground running, and you got to prove something. You want to prove yourself. You want to prove everything. 
And then as you mature and as you grow, there's a second mountain. And it's not about productivity anymore. It's about legacy. It's about you realize that you've got friends now that have gone on to be with the Lord. You realize that life is short. You realize that your health is something that you have, but it's a gift. You, you realize your own uh, mortality. You're, you, you, you realize your own weaknesses. You, you, you've made enough mistakes in life, and, and you've proven yourself enough. So now it's really not about proving anything. It's really more about what lasts, what's really important. And for us, 20 years in, this was like a... We came here when we were 30. It's like, okay, this is, that, this is that break between those two mountains. And I had a mentor in my life that said, this is what's going to happen. God's going to speak to you. It may not be, some, it may not be like, like Mount Sinai with Moses, but God's going to speak. And in, and in that, you just need to listen. And so, again, that's part of the whole journaling piece of this. And there were three things that the Lord really spoke to me in this journey. Uh, that I just kind of want to share. And I think the reason why this is important for you is so you kind of hear my heart. So if you're new at Life Church at any of the campuses, you're going to kind of hear heart uh, from both of us. And um, the other thing is, is that uh, in your own life, just taking time, whether it's a Sabbath, whether it's, it's a weekend, whether it's a vacation time, whether it's just your daily rhythm to say, God, uh, it's kind of like Samuel. You know, God, you're, you're speaking. Uh, I'm your servant. I'm, I'm listening. Speak, Lord, because your servant hears. And it's amazing when we get in that place where God will speak. And I know the world calls that crazy. But if you figure it out, the world already thinks you are crazy. So don't try to commit some otherwise. You're, you're, you, you're kind of casting your pearls before swine in that regard. It, it doesn't matter what they think. And, uh, but God speaks. And so the first thing was I began reading through the New Testament. And, um, and, and there was Matthew 6.33, a verse that I know really, 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 really well. Uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things shall be added unto you. And I'm trying very earnestly in this moment just to really listen to the voice of the Lord. And God, I'm beginning this journey and whatever. And God, the reason why this verse is important, this is my favorite verse in scripture. It's kind of my purpose. Because it was the fall of 1993, excuse me, 1989, I'm much older than that. And I was a senior in high school. I was trying to discern the will of God for my life and where I was going to go to college, which ultimately is where I met Tammy. So that was all part of God's master plan. And I'm a 17-year-old kid. I was at chapel at Central Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, small private seminary college. And uh, I can take you to the seat I was sitting in. And there was a message in tongues and interpretation. Dane Hall gave the message in tongues. Dr. Moon gave the interpretation, and here it is. My son, I've had your life planned out before you were ever born. If you will but keep your eyes upon me, I will lead and guide and direct you and fulfill all the things that I have for you. Just seek me. Boom. It was in that moment that I knew this is where I'm supposed to go. It was in that moment I knew this is what I'm supposed to do. It was in that moment that was that solidifying moment where it was like this is purpose. This is, uh, to use a secular uh, author, Simon Sinek, this is the why. This is, this, is what I'm, this is why I'm on the planet. And I didn't have all the answers. Uh, I didn't have any of that. I, I didn't, I, there was a lot of things I didn't know, but I just knew that God was sovereignly asking me to follow him. And so it was from there. And, and God brings me back to that at the very beginning. Uh, and I just encourage you as a pastor, what's your why? What's your calling? Um, 
don't forget that. I mean, I, I do ministry, for lack of a better term, for a living. And it's easy in all the doing of ministry to forget the abiding in the vine. It's very easy to do this. You can do this. You can raise a lot of money. You can build a lot of buildings. You can have a lot of people. But the truth of the matter is, is that really who gets glorified in that? No, it's not always Jesus. And it should be. And so the thing is, is it comes back to, hey, Aaron, just remember why I called you. Go back to Coach Wooden every year, UCLA, basketball coach, famous, would take every, every class and the first practice would say, here are, your, here are your high tops. Here's how you properly put on your high tops. Well, they should know that they're in college, right? They're a Division I championship team. And he says, you always have to begin with the fundamentals and the basics. And it goes back to that point. Do you have anything you want to add? Well, it was just, it was verse 4 because it was a very interesting journey. We kind of figured out that we were going through this John 15, the abiding um, separately. Because it was earlier in the year that I had found a book um, by Andrew Murray called The True Vine. And it literally was 31-day devotional of going through John 15, 1 through 16. And there was times when he would bring up the, the abide, and I'm like, I'm going through that right now. And it was verse 4, remain in me, and I will remain in you. And that is so deep, we don't have enough time to go into it. But if it's all goes back to the why. If you are focused and your intention and your soul is connected to him and you remain in him, he will guide, he will direct, he will speak, he will lead, he will get you through whatever it is that you're going through, which we're going to talk about that in a little bit too, Right. the through. So, yeah. yeah. If you want a good book about this, The True Vine, Andrew Murray, Amazon. I think it's $9. Yeah. I just read the Bible, but Tammy read other book. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Some of us need a little bit more, I'm right? I'm just teasing. I'm just, that was too easy. That was just, sorry. I'll pay for that one later. Okay. <laughs> Second statement was 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 14. And so Solomon built the house and he finished it. And God spoke very sovereignly and very firmly to me about how easy it is to begin, especially someone with my personality. I'm very entrepreneurial. I love to start things. But you know, my art teacher said in high school, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I mean, all of these things that you try to begin, do you finish them? He didn't just begin it. He didn't just initiate it, but he finished it. And it was one of those things that was very heavy on my heart. And we both talked about this, about just finishing, finishing what God's called you to do, finishing well what he's called you to do. That's not easy. Because we have a lot of people that we have been in ministry with that have started, but they have not finished well. And we've had some really incredible mentors in our life that have finished well, and that's what we strive to do. Yeah. We want to be where we finish well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the most important thing isn't right now. The most important thing is, as Ryan would say, the prophet Ryan Coggins would say, if I'm here for 20 more years, that I walk off the stage retired hand-in-hand hand with Tammy and being famous in my home, where my kids and my grandkids go, he's the same guy on that stage as he is at the house. That is not easy to do. 
I struggle with that. Wow, way more than what I like to admit. But that was one of those things. And, and I, I just, again, I ask you to kind of for your own benefit, what is it that you've begun that God has put in your heart to begin? How are you finishing? And are you finishing well? And it's not about perfection because none of us are going to be perfect, right? Honestly, the, the, the more that we, now you say this, we fail but we fail forward, the, the better we become because it brings a certain amount of humility. And you have to, if you're going to be humble, you've got to be vulnerable. And vulnerability is not something that is championed in our world yeah. at all. No. It's, 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 it's mask everything. Yeah. Everything's pride. Oh, yeah. And so the deal is, is, is it's about really just laying that out there. So the third thing I, I want to close with and, and, and land with is of the travels and the everything and the church and everything else is just people need, and I know this sounds really... This sounds so Sunday morning Christian, like I can't believe I'm saying this. People need Jesus. But I mean, they they need Jesus in a way like it it was very clear to me. Like we we went, like I said, we we went to church basically every Sunday unless we were traveling or there was some something of that nature. And um and and uh there was one, we, we went one city, we, were, we got on the, we had to walk to the subway station and then take the, take the subway till it ended on this particular route, then walk eight-tenths of a mile to go to church. It was 54 minutes. By the time I walked into that place, I said to Tammy, this guy better have a word from God. <laughs> and this better be good. Because it took me almost an hour to get here and an hour to get home. See, I'm sitting where you're sitting. I'm not back in the green room. I don't have like a little, hey, somebody open the door. Would you like a tea? Can we get you something from so-? Nobody. They didn't even I- acknowledge our name yeah. a lot of pl- or know who we yeah. were or say hello How many or times I went to churches yeah. and we went to churches and no one even said hello? Like, and they were little, so you'd think they'd be like, oh, my gosh, hi. Yeah, it we're wasn't, so glad you're here. It wasn't no. the big churches that had the problem with that. Right, it was the little. Yeah, many times. And so today, if you're here today and, and, and you're brand new, please come and see me because I'm going to say hi to you because I don't like that. There was also, it was like to find the offering receptacle. Like, really? I got money to give, but you, what? So, and we will not have that problem at Life Church, amen? <laughs> but I just like, but the need for Jesus. So we're in this one city. And uh, there is, uh, it was Istanbul. I'll just tell you where it is. It was Istanbul, Turkey. And so we're in the Grand Bazaar. So if you've seen the, the Bond movie, uh, Skyfall, uh, he, where, where he does the motorcycle scene, he's racing. That's, that's the Grand Bazaar. It's massive. There are people everywhere. It just, I mean, State just. State fair on steroids. Oh, my goodness. It's horrible. And more hookah, hookah, whatever pipes going on that what you, oh, anyhow. So all this is crazy. It's just like. And I just said, and so there's one, missiologists tell us there's basically one Christian for every thousand people. No, for every one, for every thousand. Yeah, that's what it is. And the reality is, I just said to her, I said, so you think all these people are going, do you really think all these people are going to hell? And she looked at me like, what? Are you getting some of this hookah smoke or something? What, like, what's going on? I said, no, 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 no. There's just a massive sea of people. You can't move. You can't, it's just people everywhere. You can't get a cab to go anywhere. It's just mass sea of humanity. Burkas and headdress and just, it's just, you hear the, the Muslim call to prayer. You hear all of that. And you, you think, and it just hit me. 
how much our world needs Jesus. Now, and I know that's a Sunday morning statement. And I know there may be some people that are uncomfortable that, I, that I'm talking about heaven and hell. But it's like, no, 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 no. And, and I went back and I just, John chapter 6, Jesus has just fed the 5,000. And they won't leave him because he's feeding them. And he tells the disciples so. This, the reason why they're staying with us right now is there's a free buffet, guys. So he does. He says this. And he, but he, he, so he ramps up the rhetoric. And this is where he says, if you won't leave mother, mother, father, sister, brother for my sake, you're not worthy to be the king. If you won't eat of my blood and eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you're not worthy to be a follower. I mean, he ramps it up in order to try to move the, the fans from the Christ followers. That's what we saw in covid all the fans of Jesus, they went away. It was fully devoted followers of Jesus said, it doesn't matter what's happening. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're, we're going to, our world, and not just here, but around the world, this has been the case. And Jesus says this, uh, verse, verse, chapter 6, verse 60, and when many of the disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying, who can listen to it? This is Jesus. Who can listen to Jesus? You would think, like, if Jesus showed up and said something, you would just do whatever he said. No, 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 no. And after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Verse 67, so Jesus said to the 12, he's gone from 5,000 men plus women and children, now to the 12, as long as people that are with him. Do you want to go away as well? Our world needs Jesus in a way that I have focused most of my life in ministry on people making decisions for Christ. And I love that. I love that Billy Graham moment. George Beverly say, singing just as I am. I, I love all of that. Bow your heads, close your eyes, raise your hands, get, pray the percentage prayer. Let's give God hands for life. I'm all about life church, about life change. That doesn't change. But I think in the world that we're in, we focus so much on making people making decisions that we've not focused on people making disciples. And discipleship, if we're going to serve God until the end, we, we've got to be fully devoted followers of Jesus. I have got to be continuing to disciple people that I'm leading to Christ. Because many times we, people go, yeah, 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 I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I remember having this conversation with Stuart Briscoe of Elmbrook. Stuart said, he, he said, what happens is most people will say, well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm cool with Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Jesus. Are you, a, are you a disciple of Jesus? He said, that question would separate it. And let's don't get crazy about it. But that's what it's going to take in this day and age. Because our world has gone crazy. And so, so the thing for us is that it's about, you know, am I being discipled? Ask yourself that. Who's discipling you? Who, if you're a disciple of Christ, who are you discipling? How? What, what's your plan for discipleship, for personal growth, if it's really all about Jesus? And so one of the things for me in this next mountain is about us focusing more and more and more on making disciples in Milwaukee, more and more and more making disciples in Appleton, more and more and more making disciples in Brookfield, more and more and more making disciples in Germantown, more and more and more making disciples in Wisconsin, more and more and more making disciples in our world. And because our world is so self-absorbed, I mean, we walked into the Louvre, the museum right there in, in, in Paris, never been in there in my life. 
I knew that Jay-Z and Beyonce had been in there, so I had to get a roll-up in there. No, I'm just like, I'd never been. And we went to see the Mona Lisa. And again, if you art, you want to see the, 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 the painting. You want to see the drawing. You want to see the medium. You want to see the texture. You want to see it in the right light. You want to see all of those things. And it's first thing in the morning, and people are just swarmed around this small painting. But what caught me wasn't the painting. It was a number of people that were trying to capture their image with that image to say, I'm here, I'm here, I'm important, I'm important. You would have thought Vogue was doing a thousand shoots in that room. And I just sat back and went, wow, this is the world that we're in. This world, the only thing that will change this world is Jesus. Less of me. I got to decrease so that he increases. Church won't change this world. Great production won't change this world. Great preaching won't change this world. Jesus will. And so, again, I got to land the plane because I'm already violating what I said I wasn't going to do, which is go long. I'm sorry. One statement. Head of Assemblies of God World Missions. Lauren Triplett said this, we don't measure ourselves against what we've done, but against what, but against what is left to do. The fields are white unto harvest and the laborers are few. Jesus says, so pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth workers. That's what we're gonna do in Milwaukee. I've never been more excited about pastoring this church in this city. I've never been more passionate in knowing that I can't do it. I feel like I'm 30 again, but I got a little bit of influence and a little bit of resources that I didn't have 20 years ago. And we think that with the Lord's help, we can win this city for Christ. We think we can reach this state, amen? And not us, it's him, it's him, it's him. So again, thank you. This was, this was fresh wind to my spirit, this break was. This was fire that was rekindled in my spirit. Um, it was a blessing to our family. I can't say thank you enough, but I promise you this, forever as long as God has us here, that we will serve together, that we will do what we can to reach this world for Christ around the corner, around the world. We will preach Jesus. And I know that you're coming to church every single week and you need to hear from God. I was, and God met me. And my prayer is, that at every campus, that at every service, that he will meet you. I want to pray for you, and then the band's going to come out, and they're going to do a song and at every campus, and, and, and the campus pastors will come and close. Father, I just thank you today for, your, um, for the Holy Spirit that speaks. Your word says that he speaks um, and points to you, Jesus. The word says that God by you all things were made but that 
you work through your son, Jesus Christ, so that through Jesus Christ, we can do all things. I pray today, help us. Help us. Help me as a pastor to lead well and to serve well with humility, with vulnerability, with the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Help me to serve these people. Help me to minister. Let me never stand on this platform without a word from you. Help us as a community of believers to love the world in which we're called to love. Help us to go into all the world and to make disciples. One by one, life on life, person by person, seeing life change happen. God, I'm so thankful for decisions that are made for Christ. But Lord, I pray that it won't just begin and end there, but that it will continue. God, that it will continue through discipleship, that we become more and more like you, Lord. Bless this church. Bless the leadership, the staff, the elders of this church, and these people for the blessing that they've been to Tammy and I. And Lord, we give you the future of this church, every campus, every person, everything that you want to do is yours. In Jesus' name, amen.